Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hello and welcome to the Ron Burgundy Podcast. <laughs> okay, that, that's how I wanted to start that one. Sorry, Cap. <laughs> what? You, you lost me. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping I did because that was kind of silly. Now, there's this, you know, um, oh, what's his name? Will Farrell. He has this Ron Burgundy character. Well, he has a podcast now, the Ron Burgundy podcast, and he kind of talks like this. Welcome to the Ron Burgundy podcast. <laughs> and the only reason I really wanted to bring that up is because, you know, we've been doing this podcast every single week, just about for 14 years. But I've noticed a trend in podcasts these days now that podcasting is really, really popular because we started when. What, what was, what's a podcast? We started back in those days when hardly anyone knew what it was. But now in podcasting, people are are doing seasons. So they'll have season one of the podcast, and then they'll take a break, and then it'll be season two. We've been on season one for 14 and a half years. <laughs> 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 so that's the only reason I thought about bringing that up in the first place. But we got some good stuff we want to talk about, so... That's I guess if in. we ever took a break, we could call the first 750 podcast something like the old and then, you know, start a start a new covenant podcast. I don't know. That would probably be really radical. Everything that we've set up to this point, it has led us to this. <laughs> yeah. And who who knows what this is going to be? Well, did you know that once we got to 720 podcasts, which now with this one we're 720 something, 14 minutes times 720, it equals exactly one week of back-to-back podcasts. So if you got nothing better to do for a whole week, start at, beginning, start at the beginning and listen all the way through. It'll take you one week. How Somebody uh, asked me recently, where do I start? They are so, and I sent you some of their comments, Joel, but they are so, I don't have them in front of me. Maybe we can read them on an, uh, another time, but they are so primed and ready for this grace message because, yeah. uh, and, and they're not spring chickens anymore either. All right. I'm just going to say, uh, I think they're in their sixties and here they are now just discovering this unconditional love and grace that doesn't require all kinds of things from them hmm. that they have been living all of their life in the world of religion that demanded this from them or that from them and all kinds of things that just drained them and left them feeling empty. And now they're so open to this message of, of grace. Now they're prime, they're ready for it. They're receiving it. Not everybody does, but they're ready for it. And, and so they ask, where do I start? How far back should I go? <laughs> <laughs> can't answer that for you, lady. Yeah, that's can't tough. Do can't do it. Not going to do it. Yeah. I told someone recently that we've basically stayed on the same wavelength, you know, the same subject, the core is essentially the same all throughout the 14 and a half years, but uh, we've probably matured and grown in our understanding and you might see a, a progression. Although someone else told me that they thought we'd been just really, really consistent and they couldn't notice any change. Just, it's just like the same refreshing talk. So, but anyway, it's, it's, each person is different. I think that's, that's really what it is. Um, you could probably just jump in anywhere and I think you'll hear the good news. 
and uh, you'll you'll receive from relief from religion and this performance based uh, Christian world that we live in today. Let's pick up on where you left off last week, and I don't want to lay too much of a foundation here. We can't get through what we want to get through, so. I'm just going to pick up where you, you kind of left off. And you were sharing some different scriptures there, including from Romans 7 and I, I think Romans 9 and 10, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to some things Paul said earlier in Romans 3 on, on this issue of did Paul keep the law? That's uh, kind of what last week's program was about. And and our, our point here is that, no, I mean, righteousness, right standing with God This perfection that we have in Christ through this righteousness of God, that did not occur from the law, the commandments, that package that came through Moses. None of that occurred there. Paul said in Romans 3, now, now, apart from the law, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been revealed or manifested. It was witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith, through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe, and there's no distinction, meaning it's for Jew and for Gentile, if you read back through the context here, all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. And he goes on just a few verses later to say, where then is the boasting? It is excluded by what kind of law? A law of works? No, but by a law of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. So the law couldn't bring righteousness. It only brought self-righteousness, and that's what the Jews pursued all of their lifetime. But it was like running on a treadmill. They weren't. They were moving, but they weren't going anywhere. I mean, they, their bodies were trying to um, do what was right and, and follow the rules. But that's the, that's the other point that Paul made to the Galatians, though, right. is if you're going to try to tie yourself into a law of works like what came through Moses, you actually have to do it. And you have to do all of it. That was the curse that they could not live up to. That was the curse that they had fallen upon through the law, the Jewish people. We Gentiles were never under it, but we were invited into Christ. As I think your your last quote from the, the last program, uh, Joel, Christ became the end of the law. <laughs> not the continuation of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He became the end of the law for all who would believe. So again, just, just trying to clarify some things here that because we had uh, a listener trying to brag on the Apostle Paul that he kept the law, the law and that he encouraged others to keep the law. And that's what can happen. You can start thinking that way if you start zeroing in on a verse or a sentence or a comment that Paul makes without continuing with perhaps that passage and looking back at some other things he said. Right. If you look at like a, a sentence or two that Paul says here or there, in the middle of a point that he's making, it might look like he's saying something, but then if you look at the point as a whole, you realize he's really making a point that's exactly the opposite <laughs> of what that one sentence says. Like, for example, in Romans 2 where he says, it's those who do the law who are justified. Huh? What? So you could you could go with that one verse and say, only the doers of the law are justified. That's Romans 2. Paul says it in Romans 2, so it must be true. Only the doers of the law are justified. But then the next chapter, what we know as the next chapter, he says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Because he was in the middle of making a point that if you're going to keep the law, you have to do the whole thing. You can't just be uh, one who hears the law. 
You have to actually do it, but nobody actually does it. Not even me, Paul would say. He didn't even keep the law. And uh, you were talking about Galatians, and you know he says, As many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law, to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. He quotes from the Old Testament, where it says the just shall live by faith, looking forward to this thing called faith, through which people will be justified. And in fact, before the law, Abraham himself was justified, not by works, not by the law, but by faith. Paul says here then, yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. So if you're going to live by the law, you have to do it. But the law is not of faith. That's the whole point. The righteousness that we have is by faith, and the law is not of faith. So Paul, again, he had to count his righteousness as dung according to the law. His righteousness according to the law, he had to count it as dung, throw it away so that he could be found solely in Christ, having God's righteousness, which is the gift, and and not his own, which is by the law. Hmm. One other thing on this uh, social media comment, Joel, they tried to make the case that Peter also kept the law and felt that it was necessary to do so. But, you know, it's a funny thing how we we get stuck sometimes. I mean, what they're referring to is something from Acts chapter 10. And you can keep reading the book of Acts and find out that Peter had a change of mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But let's look at Acts chapter 10 first. We have this Gentile man named Cornelius, and God had uh, basically answered his prayers, came to him in a vision, an angel of God came to Cornelius and said, hey, uh, your prayers, they have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send some men to Joppa and send for a man named Simon, who is also called Peter, and go get him. And so Peter, right around that time, was also having a vision from God where all of these different animals, crawling creatures, birds of the air, you know, they appeared to him and they, they said, here, uh, Peter, kill these, eat these. And Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything unholy and unclean. And so with that in mind, they, they think that we'll see that right there. Peter's still keeping that dietary law. And the voice came to him a second time and said, what God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. So what was considered unholy under the law apparently isn't after the law. And that happened three times, the Bible says. And then the, uh, the vision disappeared, was taken away. Peter was perplexed by that. These guys show up. Uh, and, and the rest is history as, as Peter ministers to these Gentiles and, and the household of Cornelius. And, and, you know, the other thing, too, here is that uh, <laughs> Peter made the statement, you know, it wasn't too long ago that I wouldn't even be able to be here talking to you because that would have been unlawful for a Jewish person to be associating with Gentiles. And so things changed. God really hasn't changed, but the covenants did. Yeah, I mean, right there what you just said, if Peter was keeping the law, he should not be associating with the Gentile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he shouldn't have yeah. been there. He shouldn't have been there. And then just that fact that, like you said, he he had thought, he had previously thought, even though he had been, wa- see, another, I think this person had said that he had been walking with Jesus for a long time. I can't remember exactly how she said, for years. Why in his vision did Peter say, years after the resurrection, that he had never eaten anything unclean? Well, 
Peter, just like any human being, doesn't necessarily get everything right away, doesn't necessarily understand everything right away. Years later, Peter still didn't necessarily realize and understand that it was okay for him to associate with Gentiles because Gentiles were now included in this gospel. He didn't necessarily understand that. It took him time to understand that. He thought that he could, and, and this whole matter of eating unclean animals, he didn't realize that he could eat unclean animals. He didn't realize that there was a change. He, he knew that there was a change of covenant, but I don't think he fully understood and comprehended everything right away, just like any normal human being, which he was. He was a, a fisherman, and Jesus took him under his wings, and uh, but that didn't mean that he got everything right away. So Peter definitely didn't always keep the law. He thought he had to, but he didn't. And the point, again, is that God showed him that he was dead to the law and that, that it was all about living by faith. And so uh, what about you? Has God shown you that you're not under the law, but you're under grace, that your life is by faith and not by law? Where do you stand? Do you question where you stand if you're not keeping the commandments perfectly? We'll talk about that next week. So come back here, growingingrace.org. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.